Welcome to Sex and the Sex in the Sex. <laughs> this is a Sex and the City podcast where we talk about uh, all things Sex and the City. We watch an episode and we discuss it. My name's Anna Wolf. I'm an actor and comedian. Uh, my name is Evie Majumdar. I'm a comedian and writer and actor <laughs> sometimes. Get over yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's a busy life. Um, yeah. yeah, and I've watched every episode a lot of times. Mm-hmm. My name is Jordan. I am a comedian. I have never seen them until I see them. So I'm watching them for the first time now. I don't know why I sometimes overcomplicate it. I just really want you the do. point <laughs> of getting across that I'm watching the series the first, the time. first time. So no yeah, absolutely. Imagine if there's like one person who listens every episode. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. You mean listeners? Yeah. The actual <laughs> listeners that we do have. Any fans, Yeah. <laughs> Anything well, I easy. overcomplicated my cocktail and now it tastes like tomato soup. Oh, margarita. <laughs> so there you go. We forgot then- to ask for honest feedback from our guest who listened to two episodes before this one. Well, oh, we're not going to get honest feedback while we're recording. <laughs> no, and okay. I feel like honest feedback is the last thing I need right now. Oh, yeah, no, that's I true. We've got really to remind honest. anyone who's listening that um, so the universe is like weirdly aligned to us recording. And every time we're like, we're going to record an episode, we go into a huge lockdown. So sorry, Melbourne. Sorry about it. Um, but it was us. This is happening. We, so we also keep traveling. <laughs> We keep traveling yeah. and coughing on people. We keep and like licking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, we have an incredible guest today, uh, Robbie Sinclair. Hi. Hi, uh, Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who is also an incredible. Oh, well, actually, I'll get you to introduce yourself, Robbie. Who are you? Making me do the work. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, I'm Robbie, but I'm also a drag queen. And Ooh. I think last week you would have heard my drag sister. Yeah. Oh, that bitch. Yeah. Oh, they were yeah. awesome. Sucked. Oh my god, Nick sent me like the funniest photo of us like gacked when we were like 21. It was so cute. We looked really young and he's like, our eyeballs are crazy. But anyway, sorry. Well, that's yeah, it was deeply offensive to me. I've never yeah, it was so upsetting to find out that, you know, someone had invited Benign Girl to do something. And so I immediately sent Honor a message, like without saying anything to Benign, being like, so um can I come on the pod? Oh my God. <laughs> Did I have a good time? Oh my God, the best. And I was oh like, goodness. so, yeah, I was just like, I, yeah, it was so offended. I was like, you know, she can barely speak. Why would anyone <laughs> ever want her? I, well, we did ask her to do a split personality thing, but she didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go barely ahead. manage one personality. <laughs> um, so, love yeah. no, I, I loved your desperation. Um, oh, I was. Yes. Absolutely, I'll fight to be here. Also, because I'm a massive Sex and the City fan. Oh my um, god, great! Yes. Um, and my name is Lazy Susan. I'm a drag <laughs> uh, from Melbourne, Australia, and I'm also a member of the Beastie Girls, um, an iconic trio, not unlike um, the new cast of Sex and the City. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we'll wait to find. I out thought you were going to say us, um, us <laughs> trio, but okay. <laughs> no, I, I actually listened to episodes before I came on the show, so I know. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> when I listen to some tired, dry people who just continuously mumble, listen to this podcast. Yes. This is uh, a slow gin. Slow gin. <laughs> it is. Um, well, that, that works quite well with my next question. Um, mm. What is your relationship with Sex and the City? Um, so I am a homosexual um, mm-hmm. from, like, who is Jen's Jen. 
Gen Gen Y. That's what how. What the hell? Yeah. And so, like, that means, yeah, I had an older sister who, um, like, was very into Sex in the City, and I aspired to be my older sister, so I was, like, very desperate to understand what was happening, and so I watched a lot of Sex in the City to try and shape the personality that I now have for life, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's, like, so forever to me, yeah, this is, like, the pinnacle of sophistication and, um, in, like, incredible mess. Absolutely. No, yeah. I feel like, I mean, I feel a bit similar to that. I don't think it was necessarily, I feel like Buffy was more of my shape oh. kind of television show. Um, but yeah, Sex and the City, absolutely something that I'm obsessed with as well. And it also looked like, you know, made you want to move to New York and made you want to do all those kind of things. Absolutely. Although I am re-watching Buffy at the moment and I am very, oh, it's so good. It's so good. But, you know, I actually have taught, I was saying to someone today that, um, like that Sarah Jessica Parker is the Sarah Michelle Gellar of Sex and the City like in that you know they both kind of play the characters that on paper are really awful and unlikable but because of they're such skilled actresses like they managed to make them charismatic and interesting to watch like as much as we shit on Carrie all the time it is like the cornerstone of Sex and the City and like yeah we can be all like high and mighty now but she got us through tough times we we love how unlikable she is yeah you know what I mean like and and I think it's but you you never stop believing that she is friends with these people I mean every now and then I'm like Samantha why are you hanging out with these women you're so much better (laughs) than them like you've got such better friends out there I'm sure you're just kind of like lowering your bar just and you're feeling sorry for these poor women that you have lunch with (laughs) but with like I do believe that um Carrie is friends with Miranda and Charlotte and I do believe there are elements of her that are likable but I just I and I love seeing her be shit so I think that all means that she's doing a really good portrayal of this kind of unlikable character I think yeah SJP to me like I'm a massive carrier apologist every day of the week so uh, totally I think she's fantastic I also think like it's very funny that like in the culture at the moment there's been this like as there always is like a reappraisal of these things that have become like cultural artifacts and icons like they did with friends and they did with Mm. Buffy and these sorts of things and like a lot of kids are coming up with this hot take like you know those guys are really unlikable and it's like that was the point that was the point that was what the show was about like people were shocked when it came out because in the 90s what was on television was not women behaving in this way like uh, they're unlikable people it's shocking Mm. and exciting because they're saying things that are not about serving anyone but themselves yeah oh my god robbie yes that's exactly which is also like the world that they like a realistic take on the world that they live in like they're business women who live in new york mm. there's no fucking way they could have done the things that they need to do and be afford to go out to brunch on sundays without being yeah. self-absorbed yeah, yeah. So, like, and i totally and i think like a big part of our culture now like we're all like yolo like be single be forever you and stuff but i feel like sex in the city created that so that whole that whole like type came from they had to i feel like they talk about it a lot like every episode's about mm. like being independent but they have to fucking fight for it. Mm-hmm. They for do. Us. I mean, also, it's like when you see Candace Bushnell, who wrote the original, like, you know, mm. um, book and the, like, the, um, what do you call it? Articles, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the column. Like, she's a monster. She's a fucking terrifying monster. <laughs> like, he, she's evil. And so it's like, <laughs> the fact that they brought her to this level of humanity is just astounding. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
it worse. <laughs> like, oh my god, there is a horror story waiting to be told if they ever did the real sex in the city. Oh my god. Uh, Horrific. Uh, so, speaking of the characters, which, um, uh, which Sex in the City character do you most identify with? Or is it a mix? Like, I, yeah. I'm a math. Yeah, as I said, Carrie. I love yeah. her. She's awful, but she's, I love her. Totally. Um, no, I think it's really, um, because originally when the show was conceptualized, there was, I don't know if y'all have talked about this, but they said that like Carrie was like this kind of complicated woman and then like the three other characters were like meant to be comprised of parts of her so, yes like, each one was to represent part of her psyche yeah 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 um you know so samantha is the sex drive and this kind of confidence and business savvy and then miranda was the kind of cynic and the oh, wait charlotte no and then charlotte was the kind of you know the expectations of like you know the holdover of um conservative womanhood mm. uh, and all of them kind of form a, a gorgeous complexity inside of uh, yeah. SJP and so I find that to be very compelling in, in mm. SJP is that you know she is kind of all of those things happening at the same time and it's interesting with Sarah Jessica Parker she kind of like brings like you were saying like there could have been such an easy way to read that role that would have just been like not only unlikable but just like annoying that... like Lily Collins in yeah. that fucking uh, Emily uh, and Curry yeah. exactly like that's that's that shows the difference in between yeah. uh, between the actors totally yeah. like making something fucking basic and flat and boring and something that's mm. interesting and gritty yeah well, well yeah there's, there's an earthiness to the way that she does things that's why it kind of contradicts like the things that she's saying with her general energy I think it was just really good casting yeah. yeah. Well, originally they were going to cast Charlotte as as Carrie. Oh my god! Oh my god! So no, I heard about this. Oh, she went I in for it. it. She was like, they were like this close. Oh my and god! No she way. She says that she was like, I'm not right for it, but <laughs> she was probably like crying every day into a pillow. Well, <laughs> it, it, because SJP had said no to it three times, and why um, though? She was why? already big. She was already. Well, she was she didn't know it was going to be huge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because back be then it was like TV. You do if you're like you know oh. going struggling and <laughs> you do the movies. Stigma. Yeah, the stigma around doing television was just at an all-time fever pitch. And HBO was not even, like, network television. Mm. It was, like, because, a, like, Sex and the City and The Sopranos are the two things that turned HBO from being, like, oh, re-watching yes. movies. Epic. Into... I didn't just come then. I just screamed. Mm. But... <laughs> <laughs> I got listeners. Sopranos. I got some hot goss um, from my dad about the what? Sex and the City Sopranos correlation. Oh, Wait, I love it. Us. Oh, I tell love us. hot um, goss from your dad. Just that the, like, he was like, um, it's all kind of rooted in sort of misogyny because yes. it was, um, had it been Sex and the City alone, that families may not have got the cable thing, but because the Sopranos was the must-watch television show, mm. they were able mm. to get the subscription the cable subscription to have hbo Um, and then that sunday night hbo thing became a thing where you know that's later on we have game of thrones and entourage and all those shows are on sunday nights it's top billing because that was the night where you watch the sopranos and sex in the city yeah and it's like putting a show on after the super bowl you know it's like it's huge for it yeah Mm, totally he also then went on to say that he just couldn't get into sex in the city because he was like carrie was just too unlikable for me and i was like 
Tony Soprano? Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Well, imagine, guys, if Carmela Soprano met the Sex and the City women. <laughs> if she was like a fifth member, that would be fucking cool. It needs to ha- well, she is the fifth girl. She is. And oh my God, <laughs> and Adriana would fit in. She is the city. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me and my sister constantly, you know, every episode would ask each other, like, who is the fifth girl in this oh, episode? It's like all of Sopranos just want Carmela Soprano to get rammed. Like, honestly, I'm just like so sad about it. It's just like, it's the biggest injustice on, injustice on TV. Yeah. <laughs> just want Carmela to come. Like, I know. <laughs> just once in your life, girl. Like, try it. It would be sick. Oh. Actually, Edie Falco is a replacement. Samantha that I could like oh, oh 100% like, she could be that absolutely no I need that. yeah or Jean Smart would be really good I yes mm. I don't know have y'all been watching Hacks no, no what is that oh come on guys <laughs> oh good it's it so, wait okay. what is it how do you, are you saying hags or hacks <laughs> Hags is a great name for a television show. We should no, write a show called Hags. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. Okay, it would just so be just show. Um, a Hacks. quick new segment called Hacks Sidebar. Um, but yes. Dean Smart plays like a Joan Rivers style comedian oh. who's like um, kind of getting to the end of her career, and then like a young woman who's like I would say our age has just been cancelled publicly and fired off. She's a young comedian mm. and she's been fired off the show. No one wants to work with her in LA. So they send her to Vegas to write jokes for this female comedian. And then they end up working together and having this like kind of uh, amazing female relationship. that's like My complicated God. and beautiful. And it's, <gasps> That sounds like a who... perfect television show. Like, beautiful. Wait, wait, where I... is this streaming? Or so you download it's it? on, I think it's a Stars original. It's got Meg Stalter in it, which is fabulous because oh. she's everything. I love her. She's okay, wait. Now. Do we have to download it to watch it? You can, yeah, you can. You know what? I'll just link in the chat. We'll sort Thank it you. out. Yes, um, please. Because it's so good. It's 10 episodes. It just got nominated for an Emmy. Um, Jean Smart's <gasps> husband died in the last week of filming and she stayed on to film the last but it's just wow. what a year for her anyway iconic beautiful television and like so funny one of the funniest shows of the year i think okay i'm right. fucking sold let's quit right. this podcast and see yeah, let's that go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> i'm, so I'm really, really busy go- right quickly going to pee but i'll bring you with me i'm just gonna put it on mute okay guys it's the so, first time for our listeners but we're gonna go with on i've pee. been pissing this whole time i yeah, you just got like a bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's my turn to read the synopsis. So maybe while yes. you're peeing, I'll jump on this opportunity. Do you, um, Robbie, do you think you're full carry or do you think you're like a Samantha Rising or something oh, else going um, on? Yeah. Do you know what is so funny? Because obviously there are like actual totems for me in the show in the form of Stanford Blatt and Mario Cantone. Mm. Um, and I just can't get mm-hmm. Get over the, the the fact that the show was such a like mouthpiece for like these two kind of massive famous gay men, you know, Mike, mm. Michael Patrick King and and Darren Star, and they made the two gay characters just the most unbearable human beings. <laughs> um, it says a lot about how they feel. <laughs> yeah, truly, it's like gay men can like absolutely express themselves through women, like in everything that we do. But then as soon as we put a gay character in, they're like. He's, I don't know, I don't know, he's a eunuch who, like, runs around in suits and, like, just does nothing, isn't invited to brunch with the rest of the girls. It's like, 
this is like so Stanford was not exactly what no. to aspire to. Mario was a little bit better, but them getting married in the film was horrendous. Um, but <laughs> did you pee that quickly, Anna? That's amazing. Uh, what the fuck? That I was did like... pee that quickly. Just a uh, just a reminder. Jordan hasn't seen all the episodes of the movie, <gasps> oh, so we can't spoil things. No, 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 no. I, I already. So many things have been spoiled. I, of course, her. of course. Before we even started this podcast, of course, I've seen the Liza Minnelli. <laughs> I know. There's yeah, things funny. that I know, but there's a lot. There's actually a lot that has happened that I'm like, I'm surprised I don't know. I also want to know, I'm just curious, at this stage of the podcast, we're up to season four, without giving any spoilers away, if you can, would you say that you're team Aiden or team big, if you had to pick? Or team no one? I'm team big. I love, Chris Knopf is so good at this. Like, he hated being on the show, but <laughs> he is just fantastic i like i mean i just once again it's it's an actor that's so in like possession of their their i don't know ability that they're able mm. to make something that on the page is awful and just yeah. make it so charming like, i mean the chemistry between them is amazing i think that's what i've like um because i've just like been on a bit of a set just like doing um acting not that like we we explored that much um comedies i mean sorry uh chemistry stuff but it feels like it is like i don't know how to create it or like what it is but there's just people that work together and people that don't mm. yes yeah totally and i think as well because they both had this quality of, of kind of movie stardom because they were both kind of they were like, we don't need the show, so we're just here to like have fun. Mm. So I don't know. There's something about that. Got to really yeah. appreciate. There's an ease to what Chris Noth does, which is fun because he makes yeah. like he gives, he does give big quirks. Like big isn't just like, mm. I don't know, some like he could have been stale like those um, Vampire Diaries children. But <laughs> like no. <laughs> Shots being fired tonight on <laughs> Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Can I say, um, I have got the synopsis for this episode here. Um, this is written by our friend KGF Vizzes, um, who is someone online who has written, I think at this rate, like all but one or two of the synopsis for the, um, IMDb page. An impressive record and commitment. And we appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm, it's. It's wild to me that such a big show hasn't actually had like a producer take over the IMDb page. They've still got, it's still run by the fans, you know, Love it. or us by us. Um, okay. Carrie finally gives her house key to Aiden, but he still feels kept out of her life when she refuses to accept a new laptop from him after hers broke down mysteriously. While she didn't even know the concept of backups, let alone zip drives. Samantha is delighted to try out the similarities between sex positions and wrestling uh, and the wrestling holds her new boyfriend (laughs) teaches as a coach. When Miranda dies unexpectedly, when Miranda's mother dies unexpectedly. (laughs) (laughs) So it takes a while for the grief to kick in. Charlotte is determined. Also, I should say at this point that um, KGF Viz's idea of sentence structure is different to ours. Well, he's writing Um, modern day poets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's writing what he feels. Um, (laughs) Charlotte is determined to contribute to a classy ceremony. Samantha mourns the last thing anyone ever expected her to forsake. Orgasms! Exclamation mark. KGF's having a bit of fun there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guys, what an episode. And may I say, I talked about this um, before we started recording, but today 
we, I had a wild day at work and then my, I stopped to get some bun me on the way home as a little reprieve. I got bun. back in my car. It did not start. I had to wait for it to get towed. Uh, so many people came to try oh. and get the car to start, including you Miranda mechanics. Game. I did. Well, I am her. Miranda. <laughs> oh, you the Miranda of the, of the pod. We all are a bit of Miranda. We're a bit of everyone. Season four Miranda. I'm very, yeah. Season Mm. four Miranda, I feel. Anyway, but then I got my period (laughs) as I stepped out of the car. We announced a four-day lockdown. I had to Mm. have a Zoom meeting while also (laughs) talking to the roadside assist man. Oh, my God. And then my dad showed up hours later to wait with me until the tow truck guy um, came. What a fucking cutie. And we'll get this. He got in the car and it started. So that was oh, that's so it was like three people tried to start the car before he got there. So he gave me a look that was like, "You're an idiot," and I was like, oh "No." My <laughs> oh my god, the worst. Um, so it was like, and it's just like an emotional day. We just got announced lockdown, and then this episode, the only like kind of like pathos, like sad, actually sad episode in the series so far. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Perfect. perfect. You are a Miranda and your mother did just die. So oh, don't. Just, don't do that. Jordan, don't if you were in your period, it would be great for you. Stop being a weird blame. devil. Yeah, well, I'm going to kill your mum. Are you in the toilet right now? She's no. taking a piss. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm making a margarita now. I'm oh sorry. My God. Oh my God. I lost liquid, so I was just like, I need more. I want a yeah. margarita. Can you pass me one through the, yeah, through the virtual? Please. Yeah, no worries. You don't need to reveal to your audience at home that you're not together right now, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, no, we're all together right now. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, as as I was saying before, you know, when you brought Patrick on, it was as a, as a you know, a, gorgeous like gay uh like symbol for you just a token um and Patrick's now... not gay we fuck all the time <laughs> just, like, his a way of getting it's more a dirty rumor <laughs> it's just cut it down now but yeah i was gonna say on it it's really you know beautifully brought me on this one because my mom died last year <laughs> Did she? Oh, really? I'm so sorry. That's an <laughs> no. awful thing. Are you serious? Oh my god, no we did not idea. know that during lockdown. Yeah. Oh my what god, happened? Robbie, I had no idea. That's so <laughs> I, I this, am a bitch. I thought this was on purpose. No. no. Oh my god, why oh my does this god. keep happening? So Jesus fucking god. I was literally thinking, oh my god, thank god I didn't get my housemate to be in this podcast because her mother died a couple of years ago and still, you know, fresh, yeah, as definitely. it would be for you. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? I feel like um, that you'll, I don't know if you'll also, oh, I know, um, yeah. I don't know if you'll still have your mothers, mm. but um, it's really funny because it's funny. It's really funny because <laughs> yeah. um, when it happens, you like, you know, you're expected to kind of like be a certain kind of sad all the time for a very long time. But of course things continue to be really funny. Yeah. And the kind of same can be said of like, uh, in, like the funeral situation, which is like, now and then you kind of have to find other people whose moms have just died because they are like understand that things are very funny about that's, that that seems very true my housemate has said a very similar thing well mm. like every time she's like well with my dead mom and everyone's like oh huh. um, yeah. what are you gonna Which do literally what we just did but, <laughs> but, but it wasn't I mean, if anything that was just for me i'm like i'm embarrassed <laughs> that was bad yeah i did want to just make sure that you felt 
terrible going into this. <laughs> yeah, that was really rude of you, Robbie. Why did you do that? That's what, awful. That's we, so inconsiderate. What was going through your head when you started watching the episode and that happened? We like, oh, oh. a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> we like, like, she like, should be a producer on a reality TV show so she can really manipulate everyone around her. I was like, I... who told her that I was into wrestling? And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then Miranda's mother died and I was like oh now I know why I'm here but also like the um the like going to buy last minute clothes at like a big W style mm. thing is like I've I've been doing a alarming amount of like mum funerals in the last year Jeez. and um, recently when I went to my friend's one I like stopped to go and pick up like a black shirt because I just didn't have one yeah. and so like I drove through and like he's he's a big old fag too and like I knew his mom really well and so I go mm. get to the funeral and we're going there and they're like the bagpipes and like everything and we're like sobbing and it's this oh massive thing and then he turns to me and he's just like excuse me did you buy that shirt on your way here you're disgusting <laughs> <laughs> It was fantastic. like it was just yeah, it was beautiful. Um, something that his mother would have really liked. <laughs> I feel like in all those times of grief and stuff like that, um, like my parents were still alive, but other people <laughs> brag about are dead. it. I know. Yeah, thanks, Anna. Oh, Stop talking weird. about it. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Now it's um, jinx. Hell <laughs> yeah! Oh, I didn't call Helen. Um, oh. but uh, yeah, no, it, yeah, it always feels like in times of grief or in yeah. And stuff like that. That's where I mean, because it has the most tension and also the most catharsis. Yeah. yeah. And through that, there is the most like comedy or not comedy, <laughs> no. but finding the light in the shade. Oh, totally. Yeah. Even with totally. like trauma and stuff. That's when I always find that I'm laughing. The totally, most. you have to laugh to fucking cope. It's so just funny. like honestly. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, yeah, it's so. Funny. Was your yeah. mum really funny? She was a funny lady. Yeah, um, I can tell. Like, we were like, <laughs> I can tell she was funny. <laughs> Just by looking at you through the Zoom, I can tell. No. I can feel it. Um, I just feel her right now talking. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you know, spiritual. <laughs> All right, this isn't a fucking, yeah. All right, no, but please. Yeah. Um, no, it's, um, she, we were basically like, quite competitive about, like, the funeral because, like, <laughs> it was, like, obviously during hard lockdown mm. and, like, we, uh, like, are, like, a family of performers and that sort of stuff. So when, um, you know, we were doing the fe- like the funeral over Zoom. One of our friends is like works in funerals. Yeah. <laughs> Brag. <laughs> Handy. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was like, at the end, she's like, that was actually one of the best. That was one of the best funerals that uh, oh, I've seen oh, in the last twenty years. What a Honestly, such a dude. I once wanted to have that at my funeral. That yeah, well, you need to make sure you nail it because, like, people kind of suck at eulogies. Like, oh, oh my God, people do. Sure. Yeah. What is the one thing that I'm like sure of is that. <laughs> Like I will give a good eulogy. Yeah, <laughs> get ready now. Ready I've already, now, I've already picked people to do it. Well, yeah. Well, because I have to lie to my parents all the time about where, because they're like super conservative and stuff. And like, if I died, I just think about this all the time. Like, if I died and then they planned my funeral, people would think I was like the most boring fuckwit. It was like she went to bed at nine p.m. every night and um, she was good at studying. She loved her been... books and uh, like being having quiet nights in. And it's like I, my my sister just has to like take over my boyfriend. Yeah. And stuff to make it fun we need to pick a song now as well that's very important yeah. because like yeah that's like th- that's where they really fucking get you because you know like songs are transformative the funeral the, the funeral i went to had like an r kelly song playing and i was like might have might have wanted to update oh my God. but also like pick something that doesn't date because when i was in high school mm. i remember like 
someone's mom's funeral had like um the climb by miley cyrus as they were carrying the body out and i was like this is is it <laughs> is yeah. this the moment is you this wanna... the climb is this the climb <laughs> just like i would not have been able to hold it together if someone had started playing the climb it's oh like... my god hilarious yeah <laughs> and also just so it's so funny my my mom actually is really judgy about funerals but i'm like calm down helen she's, she's been everyone, to a few yeah like not everyone has as much like taste or like <laughs> as big as a snob as you fucking oh i'm terrified of planning my mom's funeral i feel like she'll hate all of it she's like fuck this that's wrong yeah. horrible blah 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 well the best part is that she won't be there yeah she won't yeah. be there exactly <laughs> she won't know what's going on <laughs> yeah that's a fantastic thing uh, that'll really be a good. shock if she is yeah, well, yeah exactly <laughs> the biggest trust no, of all <laughs> i mean the worst part or like or the funniest part of the funeral which was like you know beautiful and tastefully done and blah blah, blah was you know we were like you know, like they would take they do this bit where they take the coffin out they put it in the hearse and then they drive off mm. and they play the song and everyone like says their final goodbye which yeah. is like incredibly emotional and then I looked up and like the car was going up and then I realized that we we're like across the road from a smorgies and I was like <laughs> like it's not like you're looking out at some beautiful dale or anything you're looking at the <laughs> fucking remains of a smorgies <laughs> Oh my God. iconic victorian restaurant are you yeah. kidding she's like An she's icon. going to the big jungle in the sky now <laughs> where i can eat all i want now as well <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so to be honest if i was like you know in heaven with a fucking buffet i'd be happy yeah <laughs> talking tree every hour <laughs> But all yeah, meat is ethical in heaven as well exactly <laughs> yeah animals is given to you <laughs> um one of my uh the is funny things happening one of my best mates um mums died uh a couple years ago and the she was a, a school teacher so it was like huge they hired they had to hire out a massive hall and stuff like that um and he got up and he sang I, i've because he's a beautiful singer and he accompanied himself singing i've seen fire i've seen rain <gasps> oh. and, and he and he I, but i always thought i'd see you again and it was just like oh, oh, oh my god epic, like, epic. everybody was in pieces but the yeah. timing on this guy the timing's impeccable he's great yes. so he's very funny and afterwards everybody's <laughs> crying he's not crying because he's compartmentalized it and he's Absolutely. like <laughs> and, and he was like um people keep saying that mum was like mum held this family together and we're already fucking up this is scott morrison's church and like we look around <laughs> we're in this oh, hillsong church in cronulla it's, it, and God. she could not be the more like i i have her on facebook still and still i get memories of her tagging about 80 people being like fuck this government <laughs> just the best and then we're at the the like we were at the reception afterwards everybody's having a drink and like at some point we're all fucked and alex's ex-girlfriend is singing ah 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 staying alive on the microphone oh, and i was like oh my god is the best oh wait, as a joke or That's no it was like as one of those People were like, <laughs> oh no. singing songs as like a, because it was a very musical kind of vibe, and people were like having oh. a sing, and they're like, Gail would have oh. loved this. And then, um, and then it was like a very, don't make me sing, don't make me sing. And then, like, oh God, what do I have in my rep? And then, <laughs> stay alive. <laughs> the Bee Gees. 
Oh my god. I love that is it. So funny. That um, is so funny. I was gonna say when you say that, because I used to be a teacher, that's like literally it was like so narcissistic, but I was like, if I was hit by a bus tomorrow, like all the classes would be fucked. And also <laughs> you'd have like such a big funeral. It's like sorry, but like everyone of like the yeah. hundred and twenty-five kids I taught had to come. So Oh they yeah. do, yeah. That's a good thing about that job. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you die, you'll have yeah. some people there. Absolutely. Well, also just people like you get generations of people that feel guilty about it. So exactly. How yeah. Can you spread it around. <laughs> well, I was on a date and it came. It, it came up. <laughs> you know, because I'm a, I'm a great date. Um, <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, I guess like the thing about it is like a small funeral is like an you know, intimate funeral is mm. so like very like 2021. It's so mm. nice. It's like very like. Like people always want an intimate wedding. This is the next yeah. step. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, Yeah, well, my dad died and we had a really intimate funeral. And I was like, Oh yeah, go on, like tell me about it. Mm. And then he was like, Um, well, we got the call that he died. We flew up to Queensland. I arrived and ran into my brother who's really conservative, and I was wearing shorty shorts and a cowboy hat because I thought that was appropriate for Queensland. We showed up at the boarding house and they were like, oh like what's your dad's name and they're like da, da, da. And like sorry we haven't had anyone by that name die here what? this week and what? then they like were at the wrong boarding house and he was like lol and then <laughs> went down to the next boarding house and they're like yeah you can go and grab his stuff from the room went up to the room and they'd like cut a square out of the carpet where his dad had died because they found the body a week later oh fucking hell jesus yeah and then so i'm like sitting there being like i'm so glad i just spent like 25 minutes talking about like intimate funerals and like whatever and then he's like we go to the like you know the place where they do like the the funerals for like state paid for funerals Mm. and they go into the tiny room that they give you for like half an hour to do your quick mourn and then there's like a coffin with like beautiful flowers all over it. And he's like, I think this might not be my dad's coffin because I think mm. they might've just left it here from the last one. So we didn't oh feel bad God. about the lack of flowers because there's nowhere the state government is paying for a gorgeous bouquet. Yeah. Yeah. And then his brother was like pouring one out for dad and poured a whole bottle of Jack Daniels across the coffin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like... Um, he put together a really beautiful playlist for his dad and his brother was like nah it's kind of faggy like don't worry about it you can't honestly seriously Uh, when i die please put together a playlist that is kind of faggy oh that's all i want it's all i want seriously it It must be done but yeah that was i was like fuck you really like you beat me i guess you Uh, want like intimate but not like sad intimate (laughs) you want like like, intimate by choice yeah yeah Yeah, barefoot in the woods vibes yeah yeah (laughs) exactly wow that's that's like oh it's weird that people just dying (laughs) i know (laughs) you know what i mean that's so beautiful i know that's gonna be on my casket where the people die right (laughs) Um, mine's gonna be she saved the world a lot um (laughs) um that's buffy it's yeah yeah um I um, it's funny. I I I. All, that's all I you ever talk maybe, about. I am a carry. No, but You're it, the is, carry. it is bizarre going to a funeral for someone that like no one really cares about. As well. <laughs> oh, that's, that's there's totally. like there's an art form to it because you say things like, "Well, she wasn't one to suffer fools," you know, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like yes. all the way, like yeah, she put out lit cigarettes on people. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
She was an evil nun in the Magdalene laundries. Yeah. That's all we'd say about her. So yeah. there you go. It's really, it's next level. It's very, like, it's also so sad, but also, like, funny. Because you're like, no one gives a shit. And there's always some, like, priest who just has to show up. And then oh, like, give some kind of eulogy just being like, he loved biscuits. That's like Miranda. <laughs> he was Miranda's a quiet oh, observer. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really loved them being like, he's a hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So the priest doing it. Doing the eulogy. Um, that was really great. What a great episode for Miranda for Cynthia Nixon, like acting wise. I thought she oh. Did. oh totally, she nailed it so oh. well. And the All scene the in girls. the BW thing. Yeah. Oh, that was that was amazing. That was like, oh god, this is good. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, fucking yeah. Um, um, oh, I, so this sorry. episode is also I feel so like honored to be here because vulture ranked this episode as number two of the all-time best episodes of sex and the city oh really? my god yeah. really and variety said it was number three so i feel like you know if they couldn't have number one that's fine i get it mm. benign girl is important i suppose <laughs> but i'll take number two no actually the, the number one is uh the i love new york episode which is coming up for you jordan so get ready I, can't, I wait. can't wait. I just feel like the tension is building and building in this season. And but to be fair, that that happened in season three as well. And I was there was a good payoff. Um, yeah. Irvie, speaking speaking of which, I feel like the tension and tension is building in Irvi right now. Irvi, go take. A, I was a trying to break. like secretly message, not even secretly, just like to secretly to our listeners, but like to you guys. I'm like I can't laugh probably because I can't, and I feel like I'm not contributing because I can't talk because I need no, to pee. Just I'm just go gonna pee, go Irvi. I yeah. peed. Okay, yeah. You don't I just can't take you with me because you're no, like. We'll, a we'll just stop. PC. We'll stop talking. That's fine. No, no, no. You guys keep going talking. I'll just be back. Uh, no, I'll, I'll just pause. I'll just pause the recording. Oh, then I'll get a beer. I yes you go Robbie oh sorry no I was just gonna the last thing I was gonna say before we dive in was just that um we're kind of getting closer and closer to like what is the weirdest thing about this show is that it rests along like a pre-9-11 post-9-11 experience which is Mm. like massive for the show because the entire tone of it, it actually split the season in half and this side of season four is like the last of the kind of it's a different kind of America and specifically a different kind of New York. I didn't know it because mm, Robbie, we've been saying you're, this you're like the smartest face we've yeah. ever had. Yeah, this yeah. is you are officially because we've smartest. been saying well, this is the 2001 season. Like this, yeah, is this is season. where it, because they paused the season when it happened, mm. oh. um, and they changed the opening titles because obviously um, Carrie's like you know, SJP's name was up against the World Trade Center. Yeah. Um, it's the plane. You did it. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, <laughs> it was her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then they came back about like seven weeks later. And because, like, and, and basically, like, what comes next is like, you know, st- like starts to be like slowly changed around mm. kind of how America was slowly changing. And also, like, the, yeah, like the relationship with excess and you know like mm. um like this kind of more uh like free i don't know like these free like freedom ideals as opposed to going towards conservative values which is what really happened after mm-hmm. 9-11 mm. because i feel like in a lot of ways sex in the city was this response to like the recession in the 90s that like made this kind of glamorous because america had so little mm. uh, and everyone was so like financially insecure and like suddenly seeing people like indulge in designer brands and these kinds of things was kind of aspirationally exciting right and i did not after, know this 
after 9-11, it's like, yeah, suddenly the whole world changed and we became a bit more fearful and scared and, and kind of, yeah, wanted to. And the whole, and John, you might not know this, but the whole season, like the whole, um, like, as, uh, essence of Sex and City does change in terms of, like, it becomes more of, like, a West Wing-like show after 9-11. Like, they, they get into newsrooms. Harry gets investigated. Yeah. It's a lot of, like, race issues in it. That's when Charlotte and... becomes a pilot, a spoiler <laughs> that Pat gave away. Oh, that, oh I God. laughed at that for a solid, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> I thought that was just fun. And if, because I was listening to it on double speed, it sounded like Pat came out with it, like, immediately after you said it. Um, <laughs> Which I just, Not that yeah. quick. Well, yeah, as opposed to Pat's normal comedic style. <laughs> Five days that later, comes the most back. <laughs> Yeah, you should really listen to us on double speed. It's the experience. Literally, when the episode that I edited recently, I just cut um, in between our sentences so much because it was just massive gaps. <laughs> and also just gaps of us not knowing what to say next. So um, you're and, welcome. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But it is, it's such an interesting like cultural phenomenon of shows around then. Like I remember, oh, this is kind of dark, but whatever, strap mm-hmm. in. When we, right. when Honor and I... pretty dark so far anyway. <laughs> when... <so>. Thanks, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> when Honor and I were in New York and then we went to, we went to the 9-11 memorial um museum which is pretty intense mm. we did a, um, a tap dance and we, did, and we, and we, <laughs> we were like this is a weird place to flash mob but they're paying us i really wanted to do something yeah yeah the costumes were taste is that when you're doing osama the musical <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> um <laughs> we we um yeah, we kind of like, like I was like, I know that they had to stop West Wing and then they like Toot Sweet put together an episode on mm. like just that they could release as a precursor to for the rest of the season because they were like, well, we have to address something. Mm. Um, and then the same thing kind of happens. I know that I've brought it up a lot because I am rewatching it, but it is in the same, actually the same universe as <laughs> Sex and the City, but The Sopranos. What happens in that? Which episode's that? There's no like real acknowledgement of it, but there's it was between seasons and they come back and they're like, well, everything's changed now. And they kind of, they, they talk about it and around it. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, it would have been similar to like this COVID thing where I'm sure writers' rooms are coming together and being like, are we going to talk about it? Is, mm. is it in this universe? Like that kind yeah. of thing? Because it is yeah. such a, a cultural shift. And it's such a like, I mean, especially 9-11, like all the tragedies that have happened that aren't in the Western world and it didn't yeah. affect anything. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, you know, like it, it was a huge cultural shift. And then watching Euphoria, another HBO show now mm. where – the first episode talks about all the characters in that show were born in 2001 and the lead mm. character is born she says that she's born when the second tower hits and that's like yeah. that's like and like where the generation Jesus fucking christ yeah it's so grim that show. oh my god but it's like yeah I was it... born when the second tower hit <laughs> fuck off <laughs> who is the guy that makes kill. euphoria uh doesn't he he's got a new show coming with the weekend like oh really odd yeah <laughs> that'll be sounds... depressing oh i tell you what <laughs> i am just i don't understand what's happening with the weekend oh yeah i don't even understand the weekend i, I what is yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> what is... <laughs> is 
like a band? <laughs> it's a dude. It's a dude, no. yeah? Uh, yeah. Dated like uh, Bella Hadid or something. And oh, he dated okay. Selena Gomez. Oh, so uh, yeah. He's in yeah, called The Weekend. A lot of people in... say that Selena and Weekend was a was a prop, like fake relationship. Oh, right. Into that. I Impact. worry about Selena Gomez. I know this has nothing to do with <laughs> what's this podcast about, but um, I, every time I see Selena Gomez, I'm like, are you, okay. you know, like she's like very sick. Yeah, no, we're um, going to find out about her conservatorship in a couple of years. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, because she, she's got lupus and she, mm. she had that transplant recently. And it's just like every time you see her, she just gets quieter and quieter. But yeah, sorry, um, just, I really thought we needed to inject 9-11 and the death of my mother into the car. <laughs> oh, I was my like, God, no, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. It's big. <laughs> big. <laughs> it was big. It was big. Both. It was big and carry. They did it. Really? Um, both things. <laughs> although it does, like, this It kind of does link through because I question for the pod as just an innocent listener slash first-time caller, mm-hmm. did Samantha in some unseen B plot, kill Miranda's mother. Well, she was very nervous about it. She's very nervous. (laughs) And like the whole time they're like, why are you acting so weird? And she's like, it's my orgasm. Like I always said. I know. Why is she being so weird about it? And then at the funeral, she says, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. (laughs) And Miranda says, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Did Miranda pay her to kill her mother? I think we know that Miranda, uh, Samantha is a mob wife. We've already established that. (laughs) She's doing this kind of undercover thing with these women. That's why she's practicing wrestling. She was practicing to kill Miranda's mother in the hospital bed. Exactly. That's exactly it. So I feel like Miranda, who obviously had a difficult relationship with her mother, yeah. maybe there's some kind of financial things involved or whatever, has involved Samantha yeah. and asked her to kill Miranda's mother. And that's obviously taken a toll on Samantha. She's not usually like Fine. hitting. Well, that's it. She hasn't killed in years. Yeah. Yeah, she hasn't. It's been a while. She used to be a spy, obviously. She, you know, yeah, she's gorgeous. Totally spy. Obviously. Uh, oh my well, God. That's it. And does, like, does that mean the theme is murder and that Aiden murders Carrie's laptop? Aiden, I do not trust. Um, there is yeah. something behind it. I don't okay. know why he's there. What is his What is his game? What is he thinking What's about? He he's want? a spy as well. They he's... flipped him. He flipped. He's working for the FBI now. He flipped mm. because he was cool. I feel like, I feel like, okay, well, also maybe this relationship with Carrie, maybe it's really interesting and that it actually really fucked him. But part of me is also like, Aiden is being not, like, he's getting some like some weird shit but also maybe this is just revealing who he Mm. truly is this um well let's talk about that situation so Mm. carrie's laptop freaks out and i have to say i would have been as frustrated as carrie if aiden had taken it from me Mm -hmm. and been like let me dilly and because he's just like punching the fucking keys and she's like you don't know what you're doing stop this whole moment was great and later it's revealed that he was pressing control delete like (laughs) at your level of knowledge perhaps you're not running up to someone's computer be like it's okay i've got it no it's so annoying it's such a it's such a mansplaining kind Mm. of thing for aiden to do but also i just love i love i love this whole like scene i love carrie being like a bitch to Aiden because like so chaotic oh I love it so much because it's exactly how I get when I'm frustrated (laughs) again it's seeing myself and Carrie just being Mm. like I and if I have to explain what's going on to someone and they don't understand me immediately I am furious so Mm. I I love this dynamic between them it's the first time you really see 
them have a fight that doesn't involve big or mm. cigarettes. Mm. Yeah, the fu- oh god, don't even get me started on her trying to get her to quit cigarettes. Oh, but also, this it. man like breaks into her apartment and starts <laughs> making fajitas on a George Foreman grill. Fajitas what the percent capsicum as well. Like yeah, and as if Carrie, when when did Carrie buy a George Foreman grill? Like when did she rush out to do that? He brought that there. Brought That's like fucking creepy. That's weird. <laughs> so um. <laughs> fucking foul. I could kill him. Mm-hmm. That's why it's she did 9 11. That's why she later. did it. She snapped. <laughs> but it's like, um, I think I get like in terms of like the story progressing and him wanting to, I think it's not working together at this point because even in the last episode, it's like, how do we get together when you've cheated on me? Mm. And just like him trying to like arbitrarily put himself in her life um, to be like, if you don't take this and you don't love me and this is it, um, which yeah. I kind of get from his point of view is like, you know, I get that it's hard for him to be with someone who's cheated on him. So yeah. that is understandable, but um, but it's frustrating. And I feel like God, I've had experiences in my life where guys have tried to like fix hardware and like, of course I needed to download stuff, but like when it goes wrong, um, don't bash up my computer. <laughs> Did that? You could, okay, go ahead. I need you to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's exactly name names. As in, I feel like I use men to do technological stuff that I don't know how to do, like download an episode, which is what I'm gonna get Jonathan to do, my boyfriend. When um, so hacks is just rehashing Wait. on this. Hacks, I need to download. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Also, <laughs> okay. um, so you all have partners, and yes, it's sad. It's so embarrassing. Program about. It's disgusting. Gals. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. <coughs> yeah. Um, also, Jordan and I both started this when we were 20 years old and we didn't have partners. Yeah. <laughs> um, I never thought we would. No, we never thought we would. <laughs> like, these uh, personalities? No. Oh, but yeah. I think there has been it. an interesting shift. Do you feel like when I was young and I watched it, I was like, I don't need a man, but then when I I feel like I watched it every summer when I was like single but then if my friends were busy I'm like oh no I have nothing because like my friends aren't even there and um, I have no boyfriend I'm alone you're really hitting a lot of spots here (laughs) at a side it was like you know a cool thing to be single whereas now looking back on them do you still feel like that invigoration of like I want to be single to be like these people or do you feel like it's changed (laughs) yes that's why I keep being like to Alex should we go open because I want to fuck around (laughs) that is like the main takeaway from listening to two episodes of this podcast was that you really want to fuck around yeah (laughs) Alex does too We uh, it's a continuing conversation. Yeah, you need to stop yeah. saying it on the podcast and start saying it in the relationship. You know, in Do. someone's ear at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I also feel like I'd, in my head that would it would be different to what it actually would be like. Like mm. I feel like I'd be out and then I'd kiss someone and then be like, not for me, and then mm. go home. Like I would. Well, you actually. don't know till you know. But do you well, think yeah. a big part of what you feel is like is it tied to thinking like you should have something in your twenties and you don't or yeah. Do uh, yeah, no, I think it's uh, uh, YOLO um, and yes. uh, YOLO, yeah. which is like honestly my fucking quote of the last four years. I'm For just sure. like, this is the oh world's quote of five years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like it's YOLO after, after we let it go. <laughs> yeah, literally, I, which is every fucking trend. <laughs> like, I, everything that comes out, I hate it. I hate it so much. And then two years later, I'm like, I can dab if I want to. I mean, who's stopping me? You're like, Earth to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's a 411. Um, no, I feel like I've given up. Like, I don't even feel YOLO anymore. I'm just like, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. No, my That's thing sad. is, like, I'm young and you YOLO. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, Well, I just think it's interesting that you'd express that on the 
when I just talked about, you know, my mother, I guess, only is going to live once. <laughs> Thanks. And was your mom open to it? Like, oh, advice. Well, my fear is that people listening at home don't know that Anna has like a really hot boyfriend. Oh, has this so been hot. discussed yeah. on the pod before? I yeah, we do initially. say he's hot. He okay. says dick's big all the time. He is, yeah. does have a large penis. A large um, old dick. A large yeah. old it's dick. Like it's like really really old. The, the lamb that they cloned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aged rapidly. It's like his portrait of Dorian Gray just aging down in his underwear. But yeah, no, I think if he goes open, the only terms we will accept, and we, like the Beastie Girls is the we here, is if he... Mm like like decides to go like buy or poly and then goes to like wet on wellington one night yes absolutely like railed by like five afl players well that just turned me on because like honestly this idea of like i i kept watching circle jerk porn for a period of time i was like straight dudes being like what if we just masturbated and then they're all like yeah like whatever and then like one of them's really soft but the like other couple are so hard like obviously it's like the hottest thing they've ever experienced and then like they're like whoever comes first wins like and then just immediately oh it's so good i if alex did fuck around um at wendham wellington I think it would make me really horny. Mm. Um, yeah. But that's almost like a corner in a hoodie. Yeah. Well, like, well, yeah, what I could do kind of sweeten <laughs> the deal. What I could do to sweeten the deal here is go to um, Costume Box, which is a local costume shop, mm. and pick up one of their pirate wench costumes which comes with like an <laughs> orb <and> wig. <laughs> and, that could be you. <laughs> and I could come over and just You'll you just need like, a hat. Yeah. Okay, so this whole discussion is revolving around how Robbie wants to fuck your boyfriend. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't fair. seen your boyfriend yet, so we don't know whether that's Okay. Oh, my God, they should do it together. Oh, my God, yeah. that would be so cute. It would be, like, um, fucking cute. <laughs> and I feel like he's been a bit depressed lately because of COVID, so I feel like it would cheer him up. Uh, yeah. yeah. He doesn't even know. Robbie. Yeah, Gobby from Robbie. Oh, oh my no. God, he'd probably love it. I don't even yeah. do that anymore. I because, also just, um, oh, yeah, neither. <laughs> well, that's why I'm also like, let's go open, Alex, just so you can get some head honestly I like i am so lazy jesus i've heard about this i've heard from a friend who hates going down on on the d and it just mm. like upsets me it's i've sad. heard from a friend my See, one I, female friend i like it when i have something to prove like you know what i mean yeah. like i i mean which is awful i know which is not the way it's i'll do like, it if i've been bad or something but yeah, like, <laughs> i'll do it if, I, <laughs> what is, if i'd be naughty <laughs> And I've like had no time for him in the wake. I'm like, I guess I'll do this to like put when on he fixes like, my laptop. I'll go down. <laughs> I'll go down to his old dick. Maybe if I've had a lot of sleep and I have like a ridiculous amount of energy, I'll be like, okay, yeah. let's do. If this. we're like fucking 18 years old again, sure. Yeah, but, but the um, thing is, I think if I was fucking other random people, I'd want to do it because I'd want. I like it's more for me in that mm. situation. I'm like, oh my god, I want to feel like so hot, and I want to like feel how hard you are whereas with Alex I know he loves me and it's like wonderful um, that's a terrible thing about your relationship I've yeah. always said <laughs> it's disgusting yeah. like stop loving me so hard turning it's me off hard. I mean it's hard in a not like it's like tough. Well, it's, you're it's kind of in a, you're in an Aiden situation really I am Carrie yeah <laughs> I want some I want my smarmy ex-boyfriend big to fuck me with these tiny dick I don't think big dry. has like Chris Noth I reckon he's got I don't want to talk about Christmas. He's packing. Be, 
He's gonna packing. Get, we're yeah. gonna have to take a masturbation break. Three hundred five. No, but um, the thing about when Carrie's computer dies that I think is the most relatable to kind of contemporary audiences is that she immediately threatens to kill herself. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, love it. She's like, "That's I'm gonna kill myself," and I'm like, "That's fantastic!" Like, oh. yes, we miss like- it. Her whole life, her work, she spends all day in front of her laptop and then she goes to this man and he says, when did you recently back it up? She's like, what is that? <laughs> I also can relate to. I so do, do oh, back so up, relatable. but too little too. Like there, I've had some close fucking calls, you know, and Absolutely. it's like if everything fell apart now, I would still lose a lot. <laughs> like That's why I'm worried about downloading this link that you're going to send us, Robbie. This <laughs> so, is like well, my work computer. Streaming link. So I think we need to work on that first. Right. Um, well, this is a I work don't... computer. And if I lose it all, I told, talked to the IT guy at my work and I was like really freaked out because my laptop wasn't turning on one day. And I'm like, look, I've lost everything I've worked on this whole year and more. And he's like, oh, don't you save it? Like save it onto the server. And he gave me so much sass. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it. Save everything onto the server where it's they saved. They expect like, that from me as well. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like, who does that? Who, like, and that's, Carrie is relatable here. And, like, mm. uh, it's it's terrible. It's terrible what she has to go through because there's just incompetence everywhere but she looks. I love how, like, when we're watching it now, like, the incongruity between, like, how serious it is versus, like, how stupid her laptop looks. And she's, <laughs> like, it's, like, this, like, bomb symbol. And it's, like, backup savings. And it's, like, the worst laptop ever. And then when Aiden buys her the new one, it's got, like, a briefcase. <laughs> He said to her, it's like a purse, like you like, you stupid lady. You're a woman. Yeah. yeah. She's like, it's Uh, blue though. It's what the fuck am I meant to do with that? But also think just sorry, you go. Um, Asif Manvi from like the the daily. I know. Just showing up as tech support is so funny. Also, Freaks and Geeks mum. Okay, so that's Becky Ann Baker. She is like an icon and Mm, she is also the mum from Girls. Um, Oh my God, she is the fucking best. I actually love her. And there's something she can't do. No, there's a bootleg of her in Assassin's the Musical and she is fucking amazing in it. I just want to like get her on this pod as well. Seriously, I think she'll come. I think she's been here the whole time. <laughs> exactly. It's me. Why not? No, she, it's the pathos that she brings to anything that she ever touches. Oh, oh. Just everything she does with her face and her body is and such a sense of humor. Such a sense of humor as well. Like, I know. Like Miranda. And then Miranda like, <laughs> coming, Betsy. Oh, I wrote that down actually. That was my favorite bit of my Betsy. But she bit. does need to be the, she's the fifth girl. Yeah. Oh, totally. And um, <laughs> I feel like she'd just be getting drunk all the time. I don't know, like drinking whiskey. Totally. Like, I plowed three men last night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I got to feed my kids this morning. I love uh, her progression from Freaks and Geeks to like, it's like such a like lovely show and that everything's like um very, I don't know, it's like the epitome of like childhood. And then like in Girls when she's, have you guys seen girls oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. going oh, through menopause and she's like i need you to go to the pharmacy and <laughs> <laughs> of course her, her husband's like gay and he yeah. doesn't like talk to her about it oh. and she's uh. just like i'm just having a hard time like, <laughs> yes you are girl she is truly she's oh. yeah she's fabulous she's and yeah, yeah the fact that she is the linking dna between this and it's heir apparent, which is girls, which is totally. like gorgeous. Yeah. She's Beautiful. been here the whole time. Yeah. She's always she's with, with all of us. She's yeah. with all of us right now. Um, <laughs> I, um, I find, um, 
Aiden in that moment with the laptop and stuff infuriating mm-hmm. um, as well, especially the dramatic like leap dropping of the key. It's like, oh, get over yourself. What do you think this is? <laughs> like just fucking like go home with the key and then put it in the letterbox later. You don't have to make totally. a thing about it. Just I like... love it though. It's so dramatic. <laughs> it's so oh, dramatic. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and uh, I hope the, the um, fuck, sorry. I'm just trying to, um, I we haven't talked about the way that Charlotte handles this um, funeral the as well. <laughs> the laptop, how does Charlotte handle the laptop? But the funeral situation for Charlotte, I thought was really great, and I really so love the funny. line. She's trying to Martha Stewart death, or she's oh, trying to Martha Stewart of death. Beautiful. Yeah. There were so many lines where I was like, "This is like, I mean, no matter what people say about the show, because there's a lot to critique here, like mm. obviously, but it is so like." Like, it, like, there's nothing else, like, filling this particular mm. niche of, like, very acidic, like, mm. wit and, like, because that's the main thing that SJP is, like, so good at doing and the rest of the cast as well is just delivering those, like, little zippy one-liners that just mm. make this show, like, perfection. Like, what it is, yeah. I feel like Miranda, Miranda did that a bit this episode too. What did she say? She said something that was, like... She said oh, her mom died. Yeah, she's like, you were like chuckling your little heart out, weren't you? Yeah, <laughs> it's so hard. I'm but gonna how... put Robbie on this podcast. <laughs> how classic are those phone calls though, or the like moment where you like catch oh up with someone? God. You're like, oh, I just need to vent about this like thing real quick. It's like, and, and sorry, I'm so sorry. And how are you? And then they yeah. throw something like that at you, and you're like, you gotta tell me that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta start with Got open to. with that. Jordan, that's literally every phone call I have with you. Like, literally every time I speak to you, you fucking bitch. Like, it's so, I mean, I love Why, it. What happened? what happened? Oh, no, just anytime, anytime anything's going on, I'm talking to Jordan about literally nothing. And then she'd be like, you know, and I try to drown myself in a bathtub. But what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you? And I'm like, I Jordan. can't. Like, what are you saying? Oh, every comment. Jordan didn't say she tried to drown herself in a bathtub, but it's the equivalent of that. Talk like, Anna's like, it oh, it's time to get you on our What Lies Beneath podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, um, but, yeah, when she goes to the shop to get the hamper, which is, number one, a terrible gift when someone's just died. Totally. Um, what are you going like, to do with all this stuff? It's just oh, going to rot. This, You've lost the shit your appetite. that you fucking get when people die is Honestly. crazy. Mm-hmm. I will um, say it looked good. It did look good, but like the, the guy deli was, looked amazing. The oh guy God, was that deli. Putting, like piss colored cellophane around it. <laughs> yes! Like she had walked in and be like, um, so can I get a hamper for my friend's funeral? He's like, oh, great. Let me get the urine soaked yeah. cellophane. I know, but I was going to say on this point, this is the first time where I've really felt like I just, I think it's just because I'm like haggard. It's been a tough day. Um, you know, we're all like fucking running around hags. all the time. Hags is we're hags. Honestly, we're it's hag. just like, it's just not, glo- yeah, it's just like not a glorified life we live. It's just constant. It's like, it's fucking slave labor, honestly. But, um, <laughs> saying me from like here to Abby, One day I want to like do a super cut of all the fuck things we've said on this podcast and just cancel you to the gods. If anyone ever listens to this podcast, you're going to get absolutely. <laughs> so I'm basically living slave labor life, but. <laughs> Repeat it. Yeah, great. Anyway, go on. I just want Charlotte's wasp life. Like, what the fuck? I love how she can just like project manage a funeral. Mm. And I'm like, I can do, I have those skills. I just like, just got her like walkie talkie and she's like, yep, 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 yep. And I'm like, I do that, but like, I just want like a nice comfort. I also feel like at the end of the day, Charlotte couldn't have fucked this up before. I know. 
like she sends that giant fucking Johnny Bahama like <laughs> welcome to our cruise flower bouquet and it's like but I told them grief and it's like you couldn't get like a picture like what happened yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but also the fact that she's like at the start of the episode she's just like sitting in her house like dimming lights and shit it's like what the fuck honestly I, well, I really she must be on like moment. 50 volumes or something because it's like how can you not have anxiety it's just like spending your days dimming lights like well here's the that. second question did Charlotte kill Miranda's mother because that oh, feels something like to do. something yeah. to do oh my she god she was like Samantha pull the plug <laughs> <laughs> she put down like a banana peel for like right, <laughs> and Carrie's sitting there like the my laptop died and she's like well that's okay we got something to do <laughs> she's like like fucking up for Samantha's vagina somehow she's been like you're never gonna have orgasms again and we're gonna talk about it so it's like uh, I read an article where a woman about your height lost her orgasm forever and then she died in a bucket like <laughs> this was going to be my theme but we run out of time but i do want to tell you that there is a woman who came for 24 hours and then there's other women who <laughs> have come for a week <laughs> and they're like screaming they're like <laughs> and i actually think that the cum is like it's so intense um but the relief is also great mm. but to c- continue that for a week ah oh, totally i mean it would be scary no <laughs> naps i've seen a similar thing on house where like olivia wilde's like, like isn't that amazing though like, i was enjoying it and she's like ah! and she's like this is great right and she's like coming in front of like the woman coming in front of her father and she's like get out like, oh my like oh, lucky you lucky lucky you lucky just, girl love you like we're almost out of time so just gonna quickly i just, I just, I just gotta throw in my uh like i still got something here on my document here a woman came for a week <laughs> like sorry i just feel like we're missing something if we don't get to that i feel like we've just started it's crazy um <laughs> this is a Time well, of the podcast. I have a quick question as yeah. well to come. Another question for the pod. So mm. Carrie and Aiden have a fight, and then Carrie, like, is like, go away, and then goes into the bathroom and runs the tap on the sink. Mm. Oh, it's infuriating. Weird. Is that to create the illusion that she's pissing? <laughs> <laughs> And there's like Aiden might just think that she's gone in there angrily speaking to him, but she's like <laughs> Niagara Fallsing in the bathroom. I, I, like, me before. I feel like Aiden is dumb enough to believe that's how a woman works. It's like, sounds about right. Yeah. Every time she gets angry, she like goes, please. <laughs> it's um, fucking, when she walks away from him and lets that door slam as he's mid-sentence, like, that was brutal. Like, I know like, she's like, but I was like, you gotta, you gotta say goodbye. You. <laughs> I like that. I didn't even notice that. I love that. I love that you were like, that's fucked up. That's the worst bit about this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Chilled me to the core. He was like, it wasn't even about the laptop. It was about Miranda's mum dying. Mm, and yeah. that's when she's like, if you were like, are you okay? And then slammed the door and she didn't like even want to be comforted by you, you'd be like, all right, see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which quick But point. he was trying to like talk to her. It was so mm. rude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Carrie can be awful. But I also love how shitty, like, it's just like bad behavior. Yeah. So good. You know, I love seeing shitty relationship fights. Also, but like, it's like, why do you think you're invited to the funeral, you fucking loser? Yeah. <laughs> it's not for you want to like get a canopy? What's wrong with you? And it's also just, just exhausting. Up. Actually, this is something I really did relate with to Carrie sometimes. You know, when you have like 
a family crisis or like an <laughs> I issue do know with yeah yeah well I just want to bring it up again um <laughs> but or when you know you're going through something or whatever and then yeah. your significant other thinks um I don't know about that sorry well Anna. yeah well as a as a married woman um with a boyfriend that's a big dick and an old dick I still want to go big open though dick. for some reason <laughs> it's gonna ancient mix it up it's gonna end up well um uh but it, it is funny there's been times where like you know in the same way that you don't want to be you don't want to be hugged or like you don't want help from anyone because they don't understand mm. it like yeah. especially with the family stuff I feel like I want to be directly with my like my sister or my brother or whatever yeah but then when someone an outsider who cares about you is trying to get involved like every now and then with Pat as well like he'll try and like comfort me and I'm like fuck off he's like fucking, for some reason I'm like you he's don't awful, like though. he is he's a horrendous so person gross. so gross so he always grabs my my can every time like he's trying to yeah. comfort me he's like oh, yeah. finally um but it is that it's that interesting dynamic so I really related to Carrie here even though she's being awful but like when someone's like really trying to be caring towards you and you're like I don't want that yeah. you get yeah. off me don't touch me right now yeah. I just I need want to go space tap I want, to go, I want to go run a tab and I want to go talk to one of my friends. Like that's mm. all that specific person that can mm. deal with the situation. Because even though they're your partner or whatever, it doesn't mean that they can deal with every different kind of situation. Well, yeah, he can't even yeah. deal with a fucking laptop. Like, get yeah. The, yeah, like he's fucking quiet. No, he can't handle yeah. it. And he'll send to himself and like in that situation and just be like, However, it was cute that he was at the funeral with Steve. I was like, I that's... Wait, was he that's standing cool. next? Was he there? Steve, Steve was there. Steve, Steve was there. Steve was there. I saw Steve. No, no, and Aiden, Aiden, Aiden was there as well. That actually like, made me tear up a little bit. That was I like couldn't see too. past Steve. I loved him. Oh. It was, he was good in this episode. I think... Um, oh, you guys hate Steve. That's no. what I gleaned from the no, podcast. No, no, no. Just every now and then, Steve is disgusting. Um, but I feel like <laughs> I as, the season, as the series goes on, as the series goes on, Steve... He's coming to full. Yeah, yeah, he's coming to fruition. He's growing. I think you just have an issue with men that give off strong eczema vibes. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> that would be that's correct. So yeah. That's, yeah, that's a problem. But yeah. Um, um, see, no. like the, you know, the first time you understand, like, what, like, your parents are into, like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so, like, Steve was that with my, my mum. Oh, who was no. like, you know, to bring up my mom. <laughs> oh, no, that's so cute. <laughs> Sorry, I immediately like compartmentalized the situation. Was like, oh, your mom likes Steve. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> Sorry, go Jordan, on. That's awful. Um, no, but that's she was like, that, oh, he's a good man. He's a good man. Yeah. Uh, oh, for know. sure. Which is something that, like, I think Steve was there for, like, women like my mom, who are very, like, you know, the Miranda Hobbs of, of the world, um, oh, who yeah. are just like, totally. he's good, he's reliable, he's got red hair, he speaks like yeah. this. Maybe yeah. he has a fucked voice, but, like, what are you going to do? You can't have everything. But he's also ripped. He yeah. Is I mean, and he's been trying really hard. He's been, like, you know, making his own business and stuff. I think we were, like, shitting on him at the start when he's like, Miranda, like, I'm pooing. Oh, that was, like, whatever other dates. <laughs> but she's like, <laughs> he's like, Miranda, like, come to bed. And she's like, I've got to, like, go be a lawyer right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was him not recognizing the importance of Miranda's work yeah. and her lifestyle and appreciating yeah. that. But you then it feels that, like, yeah. in saying that, I think he has definitely developed since starting his own business. Totally. And also every like like high functioning guy that she dated was like fucking anger issues or like you know something else that's wrong with them. So maybe he's fine and he's good. And the fact that he was there and that's she was like cute. freaking out about having a date and stuff was really cute. Yeah, and nice also that like you have to remember I, that 
she is a woman that paid to have one of her best friends kill her mother. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we like, need to factor that in at all times. Yeah. But I thought her speech when um she was talk- like crying about like how she has no one at the funeral was really real because it was like, actually, yeah, I think that's like at the core of um trying to like find a partner and stuff all the time because you're like just trying not to be alone in like your big moments just to like have mm. a distraction and stuff. And she's like, it's even sadder to be like the single woman walking behind your mother's casket because it's Yeah, that so would hard. be sad, wouldn't it, if that happened in your life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also how, how I love the priest being so... <laughs> Steve was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at least he was there to save the day. Steve <laughs> okay, actually goodness. showed up at my mom's. Like he was at the small the cross. Yes. The like, what are you doing here? Oh my God, Steve. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Oh, so um the the thing that i thought was real like this is actually like the perfect like thesis of what's good about sex in the city mm-hmm. to me is that it starts off with samantha like losing her orgasm which is like a classic thing that like i feel like straight male comedians would have made fun of about the show mm-hmm. and then by the end it, it ties it in a way that makes perfect sense to the the a plot line which is miranda's mother dying which mm-hmm. is it like you know there are things about you sexually and about your sexual health that are completely connected to your emotional life Definitely. and that women are allowed to go through this and have these things become part of each other like part of mm. part of the parcel and that catharsis of samantha like finding her orgasm again is really beautiful like and i just think like that that is like it seems so frivolous but of course it's not it's like mm. you know these the two forces of like sex and death you know coming mm-hmm. together in a beautiful moment Mm, yeah for sure and also like relatable there's been so many times where I've like completely lost my sex drive because I just wasn't emotionally in a good place and it's kind of really nice to see that on television I don't necessarily think they did in the most perfect way or whatever Mm -hmm. because it was used as a comedic kind of Mm. sideline story which it was funny it's funny having anyone trying to really focus on having an orgasm with like an mm. extreme vibrator within your vagina it's mm. probably gone numb by that point yeah can't feel anything well she told um, her she was gonna be masturbating all of that day i love that yeah i also love that conversation charlotte i told you it is really nice to kind of see that um because and i also love the on top of that the interaction with samantha with the other women and all their different experiences with orgasms and sex Mm. like samantha being like i do it every time i orgasm every time i have sex like no matter what other people being like well i don't do it every time and it's obvious that charlotte like never comes sex. (laughs) like she's like you know sex is enjoyable without the orgasm and samantha being like that's not fucking true bitch like yeah it it is a nice kind of moment because i feel like that's conversations that a lot of women do have in terms Mm. of oh do you call your female friends bitch yeah, call my, yeah. 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 Hey, bitch. Um, hey, bitch. When do you come and tell me how? Yeah, tell me you how. Show me. Yeah. Come in front of yeah. me, please. Oh, I'm getting off to this. Like, oh, also, yeah. like, hilarious again, and we've flagged this a few times in the episode, but again, Carrie not having any idea about sex either. Like, oh, yeah. not, like, even in that conversation, just not giving to either argument of just being like, sorry, Samantha's right, you gotta come. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> just, like, absolutely no nuance, no it's ideas like, about, like, uh, like sex and it was what just like happen? yes oh she sucks mm. she's such a bad sex columnist she, samantha should be the sex columnist i think for yeah. sure well I samantha just... like her relationship to sex is very funny because i feel like every time it's like written by like 
13 year old me about sex it's like and then she gets really into wrestling and it's like i i guess <laughs> and she's like and then i found a man on the side of the street and he gave me a pamphlet with all the pictures on it oh and i'm like i guess that doesn't really relate to my experience of sex <laughs> no this I feel like I'm eating a buffet off my body. <laughs> I just wish that we were like, I wish we could transport ourselves back to being like women or it's like anyone that's a minority just like listening to this um, for the first time, like when it was first on air and you're like, uh, it would have been like, no one's ever spoken about it before. You're like, oh my God, I didn't ever know that people could speak about this. And it just being like such a huge thing. I feel like that's why the writers were maybe like, how far do we go? Like, does Carrie know everything about sex right now? Or like, um, like how do we navigate this space where like no one's spoken about it in public before? Sure. I'm sure yeah. like at that point, there was no columns in like a regular kind of um, basic newspaper being like, piss play. How do you totally. feel about it? You know? Yeah. Maybe not in your weird hometown. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do you feel like it's gone so far in the opposite direction now that people don't really know how to navigate it either because it's just like yeah, it's like you should absolutely. be coming all the time you should be like doing this and like blah 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 like do this to like like it's more admin it's like we've got so much information overload that it's like now I'm gonna have to like fucking look up an article and like how to come best before I have sex because it's like what yeah. I should do yeah 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 like it was, I was like, just saying, yeah yeah Stuff yeah. happens so quickly and we just are like, especially with information and the internet now, like our mm. brains are actually just like a bit fucked because we're like, oh, yeah, and now? Now I know? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, like, especially with sex stuff, it's like, no, it probably needs a bit longer. Like, emotion, yeah. like, like I was saying before, like it's linked to so much emotional stuff that it's like, you can't just be like, I read an article about the grapefruit technique <laughs> and now. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm doing so those conversations. I yeah. feel like, yeah, in the gay world, it's like a very, I feel like you encounter the information like firsthand and mm. then like five years later, you find the article. That's <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, oh, they find, they've discovered yeah. the, you know, like that thing. Like, yeah totally what what was like a show that you watched Robbie is um like being gay and like wanting like was there anything that to like help you navigate or was it just Uh, like queer as do it I I don't know if y'all have ever watched that Uh, but the the U.S. queer as folk was there like when I was 12 or 13 my friend who who had the mom that just died yeah um, he uh, he (laughs) yeah yeah queer as folk on dvd and we'd sit in his room and like pretend we weren't like really horny and just be like oh yeah but like the thing they don't show you in the show which takes you a long time is douching like which I Mm. like it's yeah that is not that has not been properly depicted on television yet and I will fight every day well it should be fucking not I feel like girls should know that about like doing anal as well it's like maybe that's like what we need to do to like make it better but it's it's not just like whoops slipped it in and that's well that I mean that's why I think like I think if I had like a magical hole that didn't need to be douched I might also give up on blowjobs but if it's between a blowjob or spending an hour in like a shower (laughs) trying to get things clean and clear and under control (laughs) you get a self-cleaning hole (laughs) I will yes It's just like little Miss Perfect. She's <laughs> like, I self clean. She cleans you know when she that? wants yeah. to. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream. Um, the last moment in the funeral that is like kind of the crux of what makes us love Sex in the City, I think, is when when Carrie jumps in into the yes. procession, and that's just such a beautiful moment. It's also nice seeing because uh, that is like. 
um, the part in the funeral and in like watching funerals on TV and experiencing <laughs> life that is like the fucked bit when yeah, they carry totally it out. That's like, yeah. totally. like seeing her like fall apart was like very sad because it was very yeah. real. But then uh, watching Carrie jump in as well, I was like, that's a really nice. Yeah. Moment. Well, that's it. I feel like Carrie actually like manages to not be like the kind of self-obsessed monster that she's depicted you know because she like I feel like every moment of her in the episode is her being like oh shit it's terrible I feel this like immense Mm. amount of pain for my friend Mm. how quickly can we get there and I'll jump up to help her Mm. yeah exactly she is a really good uh friend in this episode and I think yeah like you said um Jordan, this is like a, a, a perfect moment in um, not Robin. Uh, no, 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 no. But I think um, I could have no, said it. No, but in, yeah. but I think this is another perfect moment in Sex and City where you see that this show is about friendship mm. and female friendship, specifically in the nineties or two thousand. Stanford. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Stanford isn't invited to the brunch, so Stanford really is just like a handbag for this. <laughs> she fucking looked down that aisle and saw Stanford standing there. Oh. Like, <laughs> I'd have been fucking dead. Oh my god! Uh, like the friend. Well, Stanford should be there. That's what's crazy. Like, why the fuck isn't he there anyway? He's not friends with any of them. It's so. It's so like. It's so hard because you want like. Of course, they're like breaking milestones and like uh, you know girls and stuff. But it's like you know in terms of like the gay community or anything that they just like mildly touch on. It's like you've done a bad job, but you can't do everything. Well, you know this. I, you know, people always talk about how homogenous and white this show is, but, mm. you know, there was a South Asian man working in tech support in this episode, so let's really shout out. And there's Asian people oh doing people's God. nails. Like, don't forget about that. <laughs> yeah. <Come on. laughs> Jesus Christ. But this happens time and time again. Those, like, you know, Michael Patrick King, who did um, Two Broke Girls, mm. did not like does not understand that there are other you know people outside of the Caucasian agenda uh yeah Patrick Starr who did Emily in Paris also does not seem to understand or care Patrick Starr Um, or Darren Starr Darren Starr sorry Patrick Starr Patrick Starr doesn't get it as well. <laughs> no, Patrick Starr gets it. He's from Bikini Bottom. Is there, is there any um, show right now that even depicts like queer relations? I feel like because we talk about the bold type, we love to hate on it here. Um, the bold type, What's the it show. Called? That, that show. It's... What's it called? Like, Zoe's no, Extraordinary not... Playlist. Um, no. yeah. Oh, is that? <laughs> but like, no, what's it called? Like, like wrong people or something beautiful, pe- something normal. No, oh, no, normal that's people. not gay. No, no, no not like normal people. Penis. No, the gay, the, the thing with May, May, whatever the name is. May Oh, good. Feel good. Feel good. Feel good. Oh, yeah. okay. Feel good actually yeah, has chemistry. Yeah, yeah, because we talk about how like just like all these shows that are like, yeah, this couple is gay and it's like just no chemistry and they're like, <laughs> I guess I have to kiss you now and it's just yeah. like so. And they're yeah. always flirting by being like, I love you, friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, my friend yeah. has just, um, she like she has a show on Netflix. Oh, my God. All yeah. right. What brag. show? Um, it's called Young Royals. It's a Swedish show. She's oh my god! Doing. No, I mean, I watched. I started watching yeah. that. Oh my god! It's I'm so writing good. it down. So I just can't say. I, it. it makes me horny because it's, it's like so, so many horny. different. Oh yeah. Oh my um, god, that's yeah. so cool. So my friend Erica um, uh, is a director on that show. Um, and before, like maybe six months ago, she sent me a message being like, "Listen, I'm directing an episode um, with some gay shit going on. What do you hate when you see it?" And I was like. 
um, like when people don't eat ass, like that just doesn't yeah. make sense because yeah. like, they never you show. Um, and then when they don't show any of the prep, because you know, like mm. you know, unlike Sex in the City, where they had that hour-long special where Stanford is in the bathroom douching, um, <laughs> yeah. like a lot of shows have dropped. They banned it in a lot of places because yeah, it was very exposed. Exposing, exposing of uh, Stanford. Yeah. Why? Why was he crying? Why did he have a cigar? <laughs> why was he kissing and shitting himself simultaneously? This is the spin-off oh, so we nice. need, honestly. Um, oh, do you know that he's straight? Can we talk about that? What? What, what is I that? I did not know that. Yeah. Well, that's wild. The Stanley yeah. Tucci. Well, so girl. Stanley Tucci. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Wait, guys, I missed the first bombshell. What did you say? That Stanford, the, the actor that plays him, which yeah. I really should, Willie, Willie. He did a freaking like little guest star yeah, thing. I, I saw him. him. Yeah. Willie Garson is uh, heterosexual. He kept it on the DL. Um, oh my God. Um, yeah, but once the show was done, he was like, by the way. No, I'm straight. That's what I'm my straight. partner did in Jamaica Private School Girl. That's so funny. What? That's so funny. Was yeah. he in that? Yeah. Was he playing gay? Yeah, well, he was like 17 or 18. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, no, and he went for um, uh, Cody, which is Jermaine's best friend who's gay. Oh and um, yeah, he went for it. And then later on, like during filming, they found out that he wasn't gay. And then, um, yeah, now he looks back and he's like, ooh, what is no. this? <laughs> but he got <laughs> great opportunities. Um, you also went around with that drag queen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your name is Anna. Oh, <laughs> is, Alex, is Alex for real in Jamaica? Yeah, Alex is in Jamaica. Oh my God, I didn't know that. It's Cody. Oh yeah. my God. Love That's that. very like. It's huge. Yeah. It's, it's also, but it's also like, it, you money. look back and you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, he was Alex like, is pretty Ooh. femme, but yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'm well, yeah. outing him. Yeah. He's funny. actually straight. He's all straight though. <laughs> is he not? No. Talk about it. Speak yeah. about it. I can't yeah, tell podcast. No. Oh, you talked about his big old old dick. Have you guys big seen Trans- Have you seen Trans America? I have. Yes. What did you think about it? Do you know what? When I was young, I thought it was very exciting. Me too. Uh, I watched it in year 12 and I thought it was like the best thing ever. I'm like, this is what we need to do, like representation. And I know it's problematic because like Felicity Huffman is not. Yeah. I, I think it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there that is like now, you know, in, okay. in kind of 2021 is definitely mm. not the George. But I feel like it's like we kind of forget that there was zero things happening there's nothing i didn't even know that was a thing and i was like oh it's like a complex human relationship and there's like you know people like this and it just like fully introduced me to that world a little bit but it was just um yeah it's sad how stuff ages and it's not the same but also get it from have you watched disclosure yet i remember last time no. yeah yeah i think i, I think yeah. i i think i have uh watched it but i think i watched it ages ago and i yeah. probably should rewatch it now. i haven't seen disclosure is that a movie uh. Yeah, it's a doco on Netflix and it's just a whole lot of trans actors and directors and writers oh, talking about interesting. trans representation. They talk about Ace Ventura. They talk about um, oh, uh, Chandler's mom. <laughs> about, like, well, what do they say about Chandler's mom? Are they just like, it's fucked because it's a woman and it's all a joke? Yeah, they kind of Chandler? gloss over it. It's more of a montage of all the, like how the late yeah. 90s was just a complete piss take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, like later on, then they transition into that that Felicity Huffman and yeah. Redmayne era, where oh. it's Oscar Beatty stuff, and it's yeah. like, um, and and someone, oh, fuck, I cannot remember her name, but she puts it really plainly that like that, um, and you should uh, 
watch the doco because mm. she'll articulate better than me. But she basically says like even that is like it's still trans violence or whatever. Yeah, it's still it's it's a form of trans violence because it is still. Mm. The idea that a trans woman is a man dressing up as a woman. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Rather than being a woman. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. still it's still the joke. It's still the violence and it's yeah. Yeah. to everything. So yeah, and it was just Yeah. yeah. It is well, interesting. I think that that like that discourse kind of like there's like a like in in the kind of like general queer conversation, there's this idea that like you start off as not represented in film and cinema, and then you go into being represented as the villain. So I guess from a gay context, I would say like Jafar. Mm-hmm. Uh, For like, sure. You know, and then Gosh. you go into being like a deity that is like, you know, the Danish girl, but you know, like, it's like, oh my God, this person has never done anything wrong. And then you mm-hmm. actually, uh, like the final stages, you finally inherit like complexity and humanity yeah um which is like incredible like it is like i feel like we're still like trying to get to that place in a lot of uh Mm. media for like you know trans and like queer performers yeah for sure and i think like part of i mean this is like just me being drunk and hypothesizing but i think like (laughs) with the whole like race because i i was like i got deep into girls last like big lockdown um and I love girls but I know that's like a lot of like you know problems because like not race you know doesn't represent race and all of this stuff but I'm like actually like giving Lena Dunn I'm like I'm Indian so it's like giving her like some platform to like talk about like Indian stories would be weird because she doesn't know it and it's imagine yeah it's just like don't try and do like girl (laughs) like just like have have someone actually um from that it's like it's not it's not like casting where that's at it's more like who's creating the stories yeah um and I think for trans people, it's like, because you have that in every culture, like, you know, you have trans people in every culture, but they're so marginalized that it's like, it's hard for people to even grasp that as like something that needs to be said. It's like race is so much easier to be like, oh, are they brown or are they like black or whatever? Whereas like mm-hmm. trans people have been like, you know, historically like marginalized in every culture. So it's almost like harder to get that, um, get people telling those stories and for people to like take it seriously and be like, this is what needs to be represented. Yeah, it is interesting. I think it's like once you go through that deification, like, like era, um, which is like as problematic as being villainized. Mm. Um, the thing that tends to happen is like people are like, well, why are there no like, you know, trans content creators? Why is that, you know, and it's because there's, there's just like they've been shut out at every totally. opportunity. So yeah. it takes a generation mm. to actually get people through like, Mm. even like someone that wants to become a creator like and start telling their stories it's like Mm. if they haven't been given the opportunities to learn how to do that properly Mm. and to like actually get access to the tools to do it then like why would you assume that they'd immediately come ready to make a feature film in the same way that someone who's like gone away and like being like part of like the film industry and been given all of these opportunities to learn how to do it you know it's like Exactly. By the t- and like that, yeah. So that's like I feel like we're kind of in that period now where there's been so much work to try and get uh you know, trans women opportunities on sets and like mm. yeah, and like trans people in general the ability to like start getting access to the tools and learning how to use them. Totally. Honestly, as much as we shit on like Gen Z, I'm I'm really excited to um, Oh, they're great. They I'm, I'm really excited from. to see like that generation um, totally. as well as our generation joining with them yeah um, creating some change because I also hate it when it's it's that sense of being like 
oh, it's after you now. It's like, no, yeah, I'm yeah. 27. Like, I, like, I'm still, <laughs> I like, it's like I had an argument with my dad man. being like, he's like, yeah, you need to go to heaps of protests. I'm like, I know I do. You should come with me. And he was like, I've done my time. Like, no, you <laughs> fucking haven't. Fuck you. You can still um, be involved. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I think it's nice to see Gen Z and like seeing, uh, even with like TikTok, because it's just another platform to um, yeah. have creators. And I think, yeah. yeah, so often people are like, well, there's just no, you know, people like, yeah, trans creators or there's just no people from like lower mm. economic backgrounds who are creators. And you're like, why do you think that is? It's because literally yeah. there's been mm. zero opportunity for them to have totally. a voice and, and um, or like very little opportunity. And so you think they're yeah. just going to, like you said, Robbie, just like pop out and be like, I'm ready. And like, also it's like, like what? if you're, yeah. by the time you're in your late 20s, just say like, that's when you even start thinking about like, maybe I have something to say. It's like, you've already fucking faced like a whole, it's like you've faced like this huge battle to even like be where you are. You haven't been like fucking going to film school from the start, maybe no. um, to be like, I need to tell my story. Yeah. Like from like age 18, it's like, you've like lived a battle and then maybe you're even starting to think about it. Not for everyone, but I just mean like, it's just like a, it's like been a fucking hard life. So maybe you're yeah. just like not doing yeah. it straight away. Well, you know, it's so funny. Like I remember like back when I was doing like short films and stuff and we were like casting and that sort of thing. Like there was just always like a, a an absolute like plethora of like on Star Now and shit, like mm. young white kids because the way that like, you know, if you're kind of like third or fourth generation Australian or whatever, like your parents have been like kind of like, well, you can go off and do this, like, stupid, mm. frivolous, like, you know, go and become an actor, go and become totally. an artist. It's fine. Like, we know that there's, like, less of this expectation on you. And I feel like that as well is just, like, wherever, like, like those, like, those privileges and that sort of stuff tend to, like, lend you to being, like, uh, fertilised to become an actor or become, <laughs> yeah. like, a, a creator or yeah. whatever because that's, like, yeah. Like you've been a told bit of a luxury can. yeah yeah it's an absolute luxury it's a privilege yeah totally. and here we are four and of us talking yeah. about other people's experience on sex <laughs> and the sex in the sex yes no one gets it. left out no one is safe here <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh um we should rate the episode guys mm. we've been talking a long time yeah. would you say we've been talking like more or less than when benign girl was here we're talking <laughs> a lot more that's okay well i'll go then <laughs> but i loved it i could go on for like hours more but i've just like had almost a bottle of wine but it's fine it's a cute, it's a cute thing to do the last part is, is the intervention <laughs> oh my god yes we're all uh, doing how we rate Irvy's uh relationship <laughs> with alcohol out of 10 <laughs> fucking 12 okay <laughs> i love it <laughs> um i really love this episode i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 i thought we saw we're seeing more um conversations that we're passing mm. the carry test which is the bechdel test but carry um <laughs> is there a conversation without carry in the room is it not about carry um <laughs> i like that um because we saw Samantha and uh, Samantha and Charlotte's conversations, which I mm. really loved. Um, and I just, yep, 10 out of 10 for me. A bit of yeah. a breakdown. Love it. Very good. I give this episode uh, probably an 8 out of 10. I think I've seen it oh. too many times. Okay. So it's kind of, um, yeah, okay. 
that's not really the episode's fault, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it's number two of the most loved episode. But, yeah. yeah, all right. I guess but, you know, I, I don't succumb to like society's expectations of my views <laughs> on Sex and the City. So that's just who I am. I'm yeah, go back that. and watch the Friends episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I don't. <laughs> it's a reunion. <laughs> um, uh, no, I give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's really good. I think there's an iconic scene there with um, mm. Carrie and the woman who's fitting her bra. Oh. I don't really care that much about, um, like, Charlotte's aspect of this mm. episode. I do like I do like what she does a little bit. Yeah, the dimmer. That's her storyline. <laughs> Can I dim it? Dimmer, um, babe. Uh, and but I did appreciate everyone's kind of relationship. I liked seeing the fights between Carrie and Aiden, and I liked yes. seeing everyone come together for Miranda, who's you know typically such a person who doesn't show vulnerability. Yeah, and her to kind of break down and have her friends support her, and I like even Samantha, like in that moment, I think mm. it's really beautiful and nice to see. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I probably give it a nine out of ten. Because I really liked it. I really like, I mean, I'm wary of like, I feel like I love episodes where they like grapple with um, human issues, but then they come to like, if the way that it ends with Carrie being like, sometimes you need a hard drive and sometimes you need a boyfriend. <laughs> 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 like, speech dumb. is the only thing. Sometimes it's you need a hard drive, sometimes dumb. your mom dies, sometimes, sometimes you need a boyfriend. Yeah. Sometimes you can back it up and other times you can't. Um, <laughs> and I can always back it up. Yeah. She's just like, she's I just like in domestic she bliss. No, she can't um but I like that I like that it grappled with that and also um with the deeper issues so I felt like no one was like overly annoying in this episode which is great mm-hmm. uh so yeah give it a nine great yeah yeah give it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna side with Jordan and say this is a 10 out of 10 yeah perfect oh. episode of Sex in the City uh except they spend a lot of time in uh, where is it? Pennsylvania. Where are they? Mm. Philadelphia. Philly. Philadelphia. Philly. Uh, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of there, girls. Uh, <laughs> it also doesn't feature any Stanford, which is fabulous. Uh, <laughs> and I kind of like every week I'm like wondering whether the girls are like reading the article or if they even know that Carrie is a columnist. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like this would be a great episode where they find out that she's a columnist. I fucking You're love telling the idea. This is like, this is oh like, God, I love that. Not that related, but it kind of feels related to me. Um, my friend at work um made me do like an energy chart, and you have to like map out how much of it's like you prioritize like everything you spend all your um time on, and then like you know like for example, one might be work, two might be like creative wine. stuff, and like yeah, wine, wine is <laughs> a big thing. And I was like, wine and relaxation for me, <laughs> like the same. She's like, but when do you like not wine. drink wine, and like when do you relax? I'm like, they are literally the same thing for me. Same thing, um. Yeah. And then you like map it out in like a chart, and like you like kind of weigh up how much you're actually spending on the stuff that matters to you. And I feel like for Carrie, it would be like, yeah. it would be like, um, I feel like her priority would be higher. She's like, I'm a columnist, but then when you map it out, it's like you spend like one percent of your time writing <laughs> a like column. Fifteen minutes a day, smashing yeah. out an average column. That would be like an artistic practice. I feel like she's just like at the end of like a week, she's like, fuck, I gotta just hand this shit in. So <laughs> let's write something up. I really um, want to see. Yeah, I, I want to see Carrie really procrastinate and then get in trouble by work. But I think we do see that in um, Sex and the City. I yes. also love the idea that all the friends are like, we list, we read it every week. We love it. I definitely <laughs> yeah. read it. And having never read the, her column, 
I love that. When Patrick was on the pod talking about the pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I know. He was like, you're the carry. I love this. So funny. <laughs> he did zero research. I can't believe you listened to two of the episodes. I know. This is like amazing. <laughs> two Great. listens then. Y'all, you need to encourage people to leave a review. That's the most important um, thing. That's good feedback. Yeah. I feel like okay, we should I'll dream do it, it for listening. you. Okay. Can okay, everyone please you. listening? Uh, if you're on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now, please leave a five star review and let us know that you love this episode and tell your friends yeah. about it. Yeah. The only review there is me. Pretending <laughs> to be a listener. <laughs> on, on, on iTunes, like, you had four reviews, currently of five stars. The more <gasps> of those you Who? get, you're doing very well. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. This is groundbreaking. We have four reviews. Dude. That's very impressive. Story. If you're listening, you write a review. We sh- absolutely. I've, I've been forgetting to say this. We should write a review. No, we should definitely do it. It's <laughs> just to get, get the ball rolling. Get people to do it at parties. Uh, oh, my God. I'm really good at doing that, especially when I'm drunk, forcing yeah, people into yeah. things. Yeah. Well, do you know <laughs> what? I was um, had my finger hovering over the follow button on the on the instagram for the show oh my god okay follow us on instagram follow us on like um just like uh comedy careers and also just like fucking leave a review also yeah. fo- follow robbie and follow lazy oh my god yeah. follow the beastie girls don't follow me personally follow uh but if you would like girls. more fun like light-hearted stories about the death of love oh my god can i <laughs> wait nick was follow talking about season. like the big the, a big show being on tomorrow and it's not on anymore no yeah thank yeah. you thanks really just finished that one up didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> we did have a really fabulous Aww. show planned yeah i was uh, gonna come yeah so same too. i was gonna wear my fair um purple jacket that i bought recently. i w- i too was gonna come for a week. That sounds like a lie. Yeah. That I was, yeah. For a week. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is fucking devil. This is a fucking crime. Fuck New South Wales. Yeah, yeah honestly. Well, Gladys awful. has a lot to answer for. Gladys, as... you fucking do a drag show and see what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see it. but um... You know who needs to do a drag show? That woman with the glasses. If someone oh has God. a oh, snatch game, yeah. I'll kill yeah. myself. That's very, <laughs> like, very yeah. Um, but no, we were going to do a gorgeous Britney and the Beast show. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's not happening, but it's likely to be moved. Um, yes. And thankfully, because it means I have time to work out what I'm doing. If you're looking for Beastie Girls content, you can find us on YouTube, um, on Lazy Susan's YouTube channel. I'm actually getting on film right now. Where we yes. react to RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, my uh, God. In a similar fashion cool. to this, except people tell us in the comments that we should uh, kill ourselves. Oh, do they really? <laughs> I oh, my God. You don't Let's know how lucky you are not you. Yeah, we, uh, we have a lot of comments that usually like the one in the middle, which is me, with his jab of the hot ass. Can go and drink bleach <laughs> and kill himself and I'm like Wait, you just sounded like your dad then I love that <laughs> <laughs> my dad always does say Jabba the Hutt how do you know his dad oh we um, work together oh, don't actually, worry about it can I uh, say this yeah. is actually great because I know Honest hasn't watched it but I have watched it I watched it I just so, hated myself immediately so then I it took me a while to like it was like kind of going into cold water and accepting yeah. your death it yeah, was uh, nice. like my mom yeah, yeah great yeah. thanks <laughs> fucking hell Wait, How really? You know? no. No. You don't need to. Uh, <laughs> really? Um, 
was this? What's this? Oh, okay. So this is actually the best thing. This is great because yeah. it's got Benign Girl who you loved last week. It's got mm-hmm. Honor and it's got my dad and it's got Zelda Moon who's a, hopefully a future guest of this show. Yes. And then it's got um, Patrick as well who's a past guest of this show though he doesn't know that. Nice. Um, <laughs> he thought it was just on a phone call. He's like, <laughs> yes, you got to. Anyway, so during lockdown, me and the girls wanted to do something for Halloween, so we decided to put together um, an iconic comedy special for YouTube, based oh around how during lockdown phase one, all these celebrities had started doing reunion episodes, like on Zoom, yeah. like Lizzie McGuire, yeah. uh, Buffy, and they all did these Zoom things, and it was like this really strange phenomena where you could like see like Hilary Duff's living room compared to her co-stars who were like living in a one-bedroom <laughs> studio apartment. So, so we staged a reunion of a fake Disney Channel TV show called All My Girls. Um and we did a script reading of a fictional script of an episode that no longer like that never existed. And Honor plays like the bitch from the sh- the show, the kind of like um, Vicky wasn't it Vicky, she was evil Vicky mm-hmm. uh, and me and the girls played the all my girls and my dad played the director slash principal from the show and Patrick played the former Jonas Brothers style heartthrob <laughs> and it's like a kind of one act play and it's fabulous if I do say so myself and also honor is very very funny oh, in it. Um, yeah it's you know it's so exciting me and the girls are very excited for when Patrick and Anna become famous, so we can just hold on to that video. And- oh my god! Vice <laughs> versa. So I'm gonna cool my yeah. white knuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was very fun to do. It was um, so good, and also, yeah, my dad was in it, and he's obsessed with Anna. Oh my god! Yes, dad. Yeah, he thinks That's she's amazing. the funniest. Um, oh, was in um. Robbie's dad was uh in a lot of things, but um, <laughs> something that you guys would uh really relate to um that would be Little Elvis, Little Elvis. So he good. was the mayor in Little Elvis, the one that had oh my the marble God. ring. That was, uh, oh my God. That was my dad. Um, so yeah, he's great. I love great. great. This is what your future is. Can't wait to watch this. Acting. Yes, watch it. It's so, like, I just. It's on it. YouTube right now? It's on YouTube right okay. now. It's called All oh My Girls Reunion. Oh my God, it's got okay, an amazing I'm watching it now. And it's beautiful. Um, okay, and it's I'm going <laughs> to go and watch this. All, all <laughs> My Girls, like, all. Like, no, All, all My all. Girls, like, OMG. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, yeah, it's got a theme song. Our friend made a theme song. It's so beautiful. Oh, this is so cute. Okay, I love this. I'm gonna look this up right now. Listeners, you have to watch it and leave a review on our iTunes page, please. <laughs> like, oh okay. my god, we need this. <laughs> but when please. Patrick was like, we were like, come along to the house and watch the episode to both Patrick and Honor mm. on Halloween, and we'll watch the episode, get drunk, and have like nangs and have a good old time. So oh my god, fun. can I? Come? Yeah. How do we do it? Well, was I working? Like, you were working because mm. you're a workaholic uh, and then Patrick was like um sorry I've just dropped acid and I'm not gonna go <laughs> and like which, which is like bizarre because that was the second time he'd said that for something oh my God. he probably he, did drop acid he did and he was like I was watching the episode of all oh my girls just being like out of my fucking mind and like uh, lose. Yeah. That's very we need but. to have a party. Um okay, so I've just looked up oh my girls. Is it okay, I'm like an actual like so is it oh my girls? Yeah on yeah. YouTube. Okay, oh it's funny it was like K pop stuff. No, look up, then look up Lazy Susan's. Okay, uh, yeah. YouTube. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh maybe maybe girls. 
Wait, maybe we should do this after we finish yeah. the um, <laughs> podcast. We should. No, um, it's just like we're showing. We're rolling on to F7 or C. So make sure you listen. Thanks okay. so much, Robbie. We really, really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so yes, much. Can I just say you were the most um sorry, sorry, you're the most articulate host we've had so far. Yes, I was gonna say oh, you're the most articulate. Did you like study literature or something? Because it's like it was like thesis after thesis. I was like, I am loving this. I want to like take notes because it was like we span like the history of America, um, political stuff, like you know, sex, queerness, gender. It was amazing. It so was, thank it was you. Incredible. Come on, please write that down journey. as the five star review. We span yeah. the history of America. Said, honestly, thank you so much for having me. I loved watching Anna Pierce. I loved Anna bringing up the <laughs> It was lovely to meet both of you. I can't yeah. wait to see oh you out at the god. club sometime. Oh my god, one day. So good. Yeah. yeah. Um thank you for listening everyone. Bye. Bye.